Thank you for joining I Am Possible, which is India's first yeah. future tech meets sustainability podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Deep Bhattacharya, who is asking some seriously deep questions. His interests and work of research includes theoretical physics, mathematics, and he is the project director at Artery Group Aerospace and Defense and currently the founder at India Through Our Eyes. So Deep, it's a complete pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for taking time and being part of the, uh, the show. Now, I've been, following, I've been following you on LinkedIn since over a year. And, and you are, I think, amongst the five individuals I have in my connection who is pushing the boundaries of what is possible and asking really deep questions. And these deep questions that you're asking are not limited to a specific subject. The reason I am in awe of what you're doing is because you seem to have a grasp of physics, mm -hmm. mathematics, life in general, uh, of philosophy, aliens, and, and, and it, the list always seems to be kind of en endless because every post of your, yours is insightful and and I get very excited reading uh, your posts. So to all my listeners, if you are not following Deep Bhattacharya on LinkedIn, you should because it's almost like a learning in itself if you are a curious individual and who's asking for deep questions so deep let's start with your journey who are you yeah. what you do and why do you do what you do yeah actually it all started like i mean quite an accident in sort of accident it started like i completed my graduation and i was totally I mean, I was totally into the fact that I will do some uh, government jobs and then I will move forward with that. But uh, suddenly things changed. Then I started reading, reading, reading. And after going through deep uh, into the aspects of the nature, I kind of feel that there is something which is deeply, I mean, which is so deep that still humans didn't get a grasp into this because there are two things why humans didn't get grasp into this. I, came across all the possibilities, why there are these things which remain unanswered, why there are these mysteries, why there are such uh, variants, why there is an invariance, why there are differences in symmetries and unification schemes. Then I, after a long study, long years of study, around six, seven, eight years of intense study of books, research papers, different sorts of patents, I realized that the nature itself is very stringent. Like, you can explore nature if you are going through from a narrower perspective, I mean, from a, what can I say? Uh, from in between the macro and micro level, if you are there in between exploring the nature, the nature will reveal herself to you completely. But now if you're trying to push the limits, the farthest, I mean, like if you try to explore the nature at the very biggest scale, I mean, the scale which is a thousand million times greater than the sun, the solar system, solar masses, or the scale which is so tiny, like say you can see the Planck's limit, the Planck scale, 
where the notion of space time itself breaks down and where the energy limit is uh, so high that we humans doesn't have that us uh, we humans doesn't have that much of technology to accelerate particles to that energy scale strange things are happening like you will see that some dimensional freedoms are there like there are strange like 11 dimensions we have dimensions are there you just can't imagine what are there like uh, all sorts of things are there then i find that oh, this is quite interesting that why can't we get a grasp of these dimensions then i thought that no it's not possible because in the deep down heart of the physics there are some things there are some things which we are not approaching the right way like the traditional no i am not such a big uh, scholar or scientist i am nothing like that to say to make this statement but what i think what i feel is that there are some things like if you could uh, if you could go back in time and see around the development of the alternating current the development from the discovery of the tesla uh, around his, his his experiment in colorado springs laboratory around say 1890 1894 you will see that he has done something remarkable but he is not completely sure what he is doing so he didn't make a statement about that later around 1930 to 1940 some classified researchers started to work secretly and developing those ideas which have been so censored by the western governments that their applications are limited to what can i say that applications are limited to some sort of highly defense oriented aerospace structures and that too with a very limited exposure like we are not getting to know about them but the the technology is there the different academia is so obsessed with the uh, uh, what can i say that they are so obsessed with the pillars like, you know that when einstein developed the theory of relativity so he completely shattered the notion of absoluteness of newtons when newton's uh, dominance was there for almost 200 years so what einstein uh, said that no the concept should be relative it should be something elastic something plastic which can contract which can retract which can which can dilate so nothing is there everything nothing is there as a static as a solid everything depends on the perspective of how we are observing the our relative motions so depending on the frame of reference then i remember that a german book has been published uh, which uh, which whose english english translation is 100 scientists against einstein 100 scientists or 100 authors against einstein it was the english name but the but the book was in german so german and so at that time einstein was i mean kind of like what can i say that nobody was accepting even i have seen that there are universities i will not name the universities who have rejected einstein special theory of relativity paper saying that it's kind of a sci-fi science fiction like it's kind of a science fiction einstein started a sort of a revolution in physics like he said that no as newton described that this world is a stage where we humans are playing game and time is just a one way entity moving forward forward and forward we are so bounded by the such a we are so bounded by this notion of time and then suddenly einstein said no this is not the fact the, we can do much 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 more things with the time we can do many interesting things and then he, he developed with his colleague nathan rosen the more modified matrix or what can i say the uh, einstein rosen one more which 
took our level of imagination to a very high level like we can travel through time then the elises drained or homer elises prepared uh, then keep thrown developed further and then stephen hawking then argued back like said like, no uh, there are chronologies there are chronology protection mechanisms we just can't go through time at time and time because it is restricted to our uh, our scale so it is restricted it is available on a plank scale or limit scale then thrown the nobel laureate he argued that no hawking was perhaps right but maybe if we think that the energy con- what hawking said that the if the stress energy momentum tensor should be negative to maintain the what can i say to maintain the suitable tension for to traveling through time so it can develop the null energy conditions so there are different energy conditions you know like so we can strong energy conditions weak energy conditions dominant energy conditions then uh, the, the paper published by throne said that no it's not at all that uh, hawking is wrong and i am not also saying that hawking is completely right but what i am saying is that there can be the energy violations but it can be there in small patches like it is not there in the whole structure so some structures are there which got the freedom from which you can travel to time and if you see that further modifications had been made through the raichaudhuri equations and the most important thing which i have observed is that in the modified dynamics of relativity if you will see that kipthorn and his student moris they have developed a elaborate paper with uh, i mean with a complete one traversable one more solutions like solutions but they mentioned that no it is not possible for us to travel through time it because and also travel through space time because we need some sort of exotic matter so what is exotic matter see uh, right now if we ask that see right now if you ask that yeah there is a chunk of marble there and its weight is minus 2 kg so it's kind of absurd now nothing can weigh minus 2 kg so it should be at least some uh, increment from plus 0 from zero some increment from zero so it can't be minus 2 kg but if it weighed minus 2 kg then this will satisfy the einstein solutions in such a beautiful way that everything will be possible everything will open up the tension will open up the the the, the tension force will be flexible and suitable enough for the wormhole to not get uh, what can i say to not get uh, uh, collapsed through the journey so they are developed from the raichaudhuri equation and from the another dynamics of gravity called if rt theory is good i have written a paper on sonmori's wormhole and there many authors have argued that if we can develop the stress energy momentum tensor the effective stress energy momentum tensor which is quite a rigorous and complicated then perhaps we should develop something like we can ignore that energy effects and we can with the positive energy we can travel through our moon so that's the thing look that's the thing is a michuka coin an interview say that uh time travel the concept the, the problem of time travel is actually solved by physicists and is now actually an engineering problem so what i have seen is that uh, if you see carefully that the kepler space telescope i mean it has discovered a lot of exoplanets so the extrasolar planets and like you can see that the trappist the tigardens there are different things uh, things uh, planets and those planets are mainly discovered by what mechanism the radial velocity microlensing or you can say transit photometry is the most dominant thing to uh, dominant thing to uh, to observe those planets and this is a technique which has been used by nasa so uh, you will see that 
there's planets where the uh, even say the metallicity the uh, the planets are standing in a goldilocks zone by goldilocks zone i mean that the zone which is at a such a suitable distance from the star that water is not boiling and water is not freezing so it kind of in a level temperature the planet has atmosphere it has methane carbon which is very much necessary for the life so and ammonians is there so there can be life forms the problem is that so i mean it's so the millennia of service so if you developed a rocket say you have developed a very a rocket with a tremendous power a superhuman rocket which humans also now what our current uh, what our current technology says our current technology says that uh, our tykolvsky uh in our was a russian uh, uh, school teacher he they gave some sort of notion that by developing newton's equation he said that if a rocket has to reach space then it has to shed up heat limits like the stage stage separation occurs stages are getting separated while the rocket is trying to reach the uh, upper atmosphere of the carbon limit now the main constant is that if you will see that we are not even close we are not even any small close to reach the approximate level of the light speed like 3 lakh kilometer per second like we can't see we i don't know we have even achieved 1% 2% or 3% of that and the second constant is that we are relying on fuels we are relying on fuel so how can you think there are a thing that a rocket the the 80% 90% of the rockets of fuselage is fuels right I mean, there are liquid propellants or solid boosters so there there are the, so uh, the fuel gets burned up within some minutes so how can i think that the fuel will stay Uh, for such a long million years of time okay even if we argue that the fuel is staying for the long million years of time maybe there's a large rocket with a large fuel set there now time so the, what einstein said einstein said that we can't approach the speed of the light so we are thinking that okay say we are going through 1 lakh kilometer less passing we are going to 2 lakh kilometer per second now what will happen is that even if we are going to 2 lakh kilometer per second we need some millions years to reach there so how the humans can survive inside the rocket say humans can survive survive and hum- and the rocket has fuels to go there now if we are traveling to that speed you will see that uh, there is a notion which einstein said is happiest thought that there is a relation equivalence principle between gravity and acceleration so as a rocket is approaching at such high speeds its acceleration is increasing this results to increment of gravity so anything inside that will be crushed so the humans are will be completely crushed so that's why if you see a nasa scientist miguel alcubierre he developed some sort of a metric some sort of mathematics he said that look why don't we just uh, uh, go through a rap drive so what exactly is a rap drive the rap drive is a technology phenomena which says that suppose uh, there is a point like x in the uh, x here and there is a point like y here we are moving from x to y so what we are doing we are just propelling from x to y but remember that there is a escalator there is a escalator which is starting from x and ending at y and the rocket is standing at the escalator so what is happening the escalator is moving the rocket is not moving right so the the space between the rocket and the x is increasing and the space at the front of the rocket between y between the end point y and the rocket is decreasing 
so the species is expanding at the rear and the species contracting at the front so this is the reason that if we are we get our embedded in a rap bubble some sort of thing then we can move through space and that with a high speed with a high speed now if you see closely all those papers those, those papers which are cited alkybetes work they have argued some strange things like yeah we can eliminate the force of gravity if there's a toroidal field like you will say that you will see that uh, what is a uh, a toroid is generally something which has two type of radius like the what is the surface area of the torus it's actually 2 pi small radius into 2 pi large radius so if we take a modified form of like a horn torus you will see that the uh, small radius and the large radius they're approximately equal so if we made some kind of modifications then we can somehow eliminate the tidal forces and we can go but the fact is that the energy that we need is like i mean it's like the whole energy of the universe if you say we need that so it's not possible right so now the rocket is uh, the rocket is quite i mean giving a hindrance to our interstellar travel the alkyl type is giving a hindrance to our interstellar travel. what we can do now the best possible thing is why not we try to implement and incorporate those technologies of the Russian scientist Eugene Potkletov, Sarl, Tesla, some work, Thomas Townsend Brown's of work, where they developed some sort of notions like to absorb energy from the nature, to develop a gradient, to develop anti-gravity. Look, we know that gravity is monopole, it has no poles, right? I mean, you know that other charges have poles, like electromagnetism has north pole, south pole, positive or negative pole, gravity has no pole. But <clears throat> why not develop a notion like we are developing a geometrical structure and there are certain things which i i'm not going to see because it's so technical but we are developing such some vehicles with a geometrical structure you will see that this is the, this is a specific thing which the aliens or the other what can i say other just flying objects which are unidentified they are relying on that is they are absorbing the energy from the nature. They are not dependent on any internal energies of the fuels. So that's why you will see that their shape are no longer cylindrical. Their shape is a shape is circular and with a large surface area. And that large surface area is because of the geometry, the ionic flow. And this will lead something like that. If the flow it starts from the top and converges to the bottom, there are certain things, certain theories. I have papers on that. But I couldn't publish it in journals because everybody thought that no, this is not accepted. So orthodox, the, the societies they will say that no, just like just like you know that whenever someone tries to develop something new, the society, the scientific community opposes their view. What they are relying on is that they are relying on something like that. They are developing a sort of attractive gravity shield over their spacecraft and a repulsive gravity shield below their spacecraft. So the attractive gravity shield is attracting them from the top and the repulsive gravity shield repulses them from the bottom. So they're moving upwards. And if you closely inspect all the sightings which have been taken place over the water, some, some sightings have been taken place over the oceans, you will see that the water level rises whenever the craft is going above them. So why the water level is rising? Because the repulsive gravity field is, uh, a field is getting developed under the craft and that is why it is taking the water up repulsive gravity right so these are the things these are the 
the knowledge they are tesla said even tesla said that we have to develop energy from the nature nature is a tremendous source of energy you can see the casimir vacuum like the casimir vacuum nature is such a great source of energy but we don't we know but we haven't done experiments how to harness energy we rely on some key sort of fuels you have touched so many interesting things and and i i think i would i would like to stress that you mentioned that uh you have done studies but not like really the, the brick and mortar the traditional education system uh, after your graduation you have you have looked to educate yourself with education content which is available online rather than your traditional brick and mortar school so 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 kudos to you because you you have done some, something which is exceptional because your mind is like it's it's full of beautiful insights and foresights if we take up piece by piece i think we'll be able to you know plug in the loopholes that we have currently in a system you mentioned that uh, in, in the beginning that the problem with uh, science and technology is that they are stuck between somewhere the macro and the micro and i i think mm-hmm. we, that there is a need to possibly maybe find something in the middle but also possibly go right deep down you know completely to the micro because you mentioned the planck scale we need to kind of figure out exactly what is nature the source code of life and and there is there is a possibility for us to go deep below but i think what stops us is i think the traditional academia and, and business because i we feel that uh what is the use of creating technology what which does not have a business marriage so we we are continuously going towards uh, uh not finding uh, researchers who are so deeply vested that and so f- so into the future that if you let them loose like people such as yourself we will be able to accelerate in the future that we've all been waiting for you you also mentioned uh you, you spoke about time travel you spoke about wormhole you spoke spoke about leveraging nature anti gravity what Rus- russian scientists are doing space travel you 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 touched upon aliens alien spacecraft and, and yes there is a certain section of people who actually do not believe in aliens but yes I, i've been someone who's been extremely fascinated by aliens and their sightings from an, a, a very very uh Uh, uh, early days so maybe uh, it would be cool if i mean you, you spoke for quite some time can you summarize i mean like a quick summary if if somebody was to say okay okay give me a brief on what could be the ideal way for us to be intergalactic beings the technology that we might use to become intergalactic beings why not we take the concept of brepslai's concept of time like past present and future they all happening simultaneously at the same time but why not we are observing it repeat because from past to present there is a huge gap present to future is a huge gap of time now what is controlling this time see if we think time as a dimension one dimension then we will be bound to think that it's a arrow because a straight line is only one dimension it is moving in only one world Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's moving only in one direction. So, 
if we somehow think that time is the two dimensions like like it is a circle it's a circle kind of thing then we will see that somehow we are there at one point of the circle where we are observing only the lines of one the arc of one circle that is we are observing locally and that is we are perceiving it somehow is a one way arrow but from the whole perspective the times it would have to circle circle see everything is going but it is just a huge gap how can you harness this gap so by ex- by exploiting this physics we can see, we can see that super symmetry is such a powerful concept of symmetry which somehow solves most of the cosmological constant problems but the those are not discovered because of the energy constraints because a particle has to accelerate at such a high momentum and kinetic energy we are not having that much of a space so i am not sure but i have read somewhere i am not i can't remember the remember the source is that if we can make a tunnel from about a distance from earth to sun i may be wrong but it's a, it's a look it's an analogy like it, it should be that long from earth to sun and if we can accelerate the particles like say what is the distance from earth to sun 8.40 light units something like that so if we can distance that if we can make a, uh, uh, a tunnel that uh, that long and if we can accelerate the particles and by going through such a long distance going 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 it will develop some form of kinetic kinetic energy and the momentum and then when they collide then the collide will be so strong that they will eventually split up like you can say that what the fundamental particles the fundamental particles are the two particles like fermions which are the matter building blocks and bosons is the energy now if you go through bosons inside bosons and there will be strings and if you go inside fermions there will be quarks and if you go inside quarks there will be strings strings are the fundamental particles and there are two kinds of strings so open string closed string a gravity is a closed string and a photon is open string so if you see that it is very difficult to detect graviton but it is somehow easy to detect photon because we can see photon but we can't see the graviton why because this gives a hint that string theory is going the right way why because people are uh, many people are say the string theory is a garbage it's a mathematical garbage it's rubbish no it's a, it's a so complex mathematics it has some sort of weird mathematics topology immunity geometry i mean with the that so you will see that why are we not getting so much uh, i mean why are we not uh, able to detect gravitons because you know that they're closed the rubber band closed strings but photons are the open strings so as a open string photons are restricted to some boundary walls and they are oscillating within that walls but graviton may a closed string as soon as it is produced it has no such boundary attachments so you can easily escape to higher dimensions so why are you not able to perceive them because as soon as its creation leaks it leaks to higher dimensions and another that's so that this gives a hint that there are dimensions there are dimensions beyond our beyond our notion and what roger pinro said the nobel laureate roger pinro said that we are in the cyclic cosmological history big bang hawking said the big bang is something beginning pinro said the big bang is not the beginning if you see the ecpyrotic cosmological model you will see yeah there are some things but anyway the the flrw frw matrix they are creating some defined things another thing i would like to mention that why people are not digesting string theory if you see that you have probably heard of the term renormalization or the divergence that is arising when we are trying to amalgamate general relativity into quantum mechanics because you know general relativity is something which is very big and quantum mechanics is something which is very small 
So there's a scale, there's a scale mismatch between the two. So when we are trying to make a cocktail out of the two, generally relativity is saying, I am too big for the quantum mechanics to get into. Quantum mechanics is saying, I am too small for getting to get into general relativity. So maybe there are some notions of increment of dimensions to mix them. Okay. So there arises a problem, which is the divergence. Like if you see the Einstein-Hilbert action from the loop to momentum scale, you will see that there are certain things in the quantum gravity which will say that there are some sort of uh, what is the remand, the uh, rich, the uh, we get some uh, quadratic logarithm divergences, unwanted things you have to renormalize, you have to cut them out. So what are the things that we need to do to do this? So first of all, there are things like if you see, I think you have heard of the famous quantum piece with Warner Heisenberg, right? Heisenberg has given a theorem which is called the uncertainty principle. If right. you go into the deep mathematics of the uncertainty principle, you see that what Heisenberg said is that there is something which is which doesn't commute. So if there is, if you suppose you are traveling to a road, now I would like to observe your position. But as you are traveling, I would not get your position. Rather, I would notice your distance. Now you are standing, and now I would like to get your position. But you are standing, so I will get your distance not your position. Same thing is true for energy and time, and some other relations are there. So this is that <clears throat> when there are particles, it is such a small zeroth dimension. So obviously, their energy will be very high. But if we do some sort of reciprocals, like if we extend the particles to strings, then the energy will become low. So this is a beauty. These are different things that I've explored. Like, yeah, these are things. And to make one thing that is interstellar travel, I should say that, uh, no, it's difficult. Because one can't go inside the singularity the black, inside the black hole. And one can't see the strings, which are like 10 to the power minus 35 meters or something like that. It's impossible. The notion of space-time breakdown is beyond that, and the loop to quantum gravity plays role. So, what I think is that it is obviously not possible for the human because as you probe deeper into nature, nature restricts you because she doesn't want to reveal her freedoms, doesn't secret. Because you know, that if we uh, if we develop knowledge about everything, then nature will say that oh, why am I still there? Humans have known everything. No, no, no. We should keep something in ourselves a secret. We won't reveal the humans. But what humans are doing? They are trying to perceive it mathematically. But there are solutions in which humans should perceive it experimentally. But they are not getting into that. These insights we need to develop to make intergalactic things. We can't rely on the conventional physics. We have to break the barriers of relativity, of thermodynamics, of Newton's laws. Not only we can make that, we can achieve that level of freedom. Then only we can achieve that level of freedom by which we can incorporate some things which are beyond the normal notion of humans, which is a sci-fi. Right. right. Physics. Let me just break down whatever you 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 mentioned because it could get very heavy on people, you know. So you spoke about the Hadron Collider, and you said that maybe if we kind of hypothetically build a large Hadron Collider. And there are some people who are talking about possibly building a Hadron Collider on the moon. So I have not heard the theory about building a, like creating a hole till the, 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 the sun. But through 
maybe building a large enough hadron collider maybe through a hole till the sun or around in, uh, on the moon maybe we'll be able to understand ourselves better because so far we 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 do know what what's what what are we made out out of we fund, fundamentally made out of atoms but we are not able to go deeper and completely understand gravity is something which we are not able to understand in string theory which is trying to kind of find unity and, and unify you know the 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 macro world to the micro world is unable to do it and and there is everyone is saying that string theory is is pretty much a waste of time but i guess some of the the smartest minds in this world are vested in uh have vested the entire life in this because i think understanding quantum physics and quantum me- mechanics through whatever the string theory and with, is the reason we've got so much of fantastic technology so there's no way we can undermine that so yes i mean the uh, uh the, you you also mentioned that nature is is kind of restricting you because yes you know when when we go really deep and if and when we completely understand the bottom of everything what are we made of then what would be the difference between humans and gods because we would be gods because then we would be building these spacecrafts which will allow us to travel uh, uh, you know intergalactic it would allow us superhuman powers and then in in maybe some ways it would allow us to kind of breach the fundamental law of physics and, and do something which is like build our own virtual world for example there's this uh, individual called john sweet he's got something called he, he, hypothesis called transcendent hypothesis so what he says that or the entire human race is trying to travel outwards you know go to mars or, or, or find a space in the uh, a planet in the universe you know where we could be sustainable because yeah i think five or seven mass extinctions happened and we are possibly very close to uh, another mm. mass extinction level so we are trying to go to mars another planet and find uh, another home for us but john sweet has a complete different approach he's which he calls a transcendent hypothesis so he says that instead of going outward why can't we go inward into the matter into the atom because that's what in fact virtual reality is doing that's what the metaverse is in some sorts because that's is the that is when we can create virtual worlds so believable and possibly maybe in the future where we'll be able to kind of you know uh uh map the structural and functional capabilities of every individuals on on uh, on universe and upload it onto a computer so it goes back into the atom so maybe that could be one way so since you breached uh i mean the subject of string theory let's let's stay on on, on string theory for for a little while because there is there is there's one camp which believes that string theory will give us all the answers and there's others which is a large number of people saying it's a waste of time then there are some fantastic uh physicists there's stephen wolfram there's eric weinstein to just name a few there's others also working on a unification theory what are your views on that do you how far away you think are we from understanding that theory which will define who we are and the universe 
Look, uh, I will say that uh, there is a scale of civilization by a, a famous physicist called Kardashev scale. So what Kardashev state is that there are some scales of civilizations like there's scale one, scale two, scale three, and through each progression from one scale to two scale, you perhaps heard of Dyson sphere, right? That hypothetical thing, which so so uh, you know that uh, I think that right now, right now, we are not so much advanced because look, uh, uh, look, the second Kardashev scale right now makes our standing in zero point seven three which is our current limit. We are not even close to one. So there are two and three. Even Michio Kaku has developed it and many physicists developed it further, like four or five. So what I can say is that, look, right now we don't have that much of technology because you know that there are two kinds of thinking. It's like if we approach a problem, then you will approach it in a straight way. And after you died, some 100 years or 200 years later, someone will see, no, you, we can't approach in a straight way. Let's approach it in a round way. That will perhaps be the shortcut. So we are now thinking that, yeah, we have to make something like to, uh, like nature is so strict. We can't go deep inside strings. We can't develop so much big tunnels. We can't touch so much energy. We can't develop exotic matter. So maybe at some later time, some brilliant minds will come up with some things which will alternatify the facts like there comes from shortcuts of strange things like in which they can in which it can be achieved in a different thinking different perspective different experiments which we are not aware of aware of we are seeing it but we are not getting like what this is this, the implementations of this so as you know there's a famous conjecture in uh, computer science called p versus np conjecture which is a millennium price problem i'm sorry yeah. if you see that if you see that so, you know that uh, uh, if we can make calculations exponential or something, there are developments. We we are not yet. I mean, we are not yet close to that thing, right? We can't make a calculation which is incrementing in an exponential rate. So perhaps our computers will develop, uh, our artificial intelligence will develop, and as uh, Nick Bostrom said, that maybe uh, we would hit some kind of a singularity, like there will be some sort of intelligent explosions. So there is another danger, right? Because if you think closely, you will see that we have developed from the chimpanzees, right? Now we have caged them in the zoo. So why not the machines that we are developing in the future, they will cage us and they will dominate us. So we are not getting, I am not getting into the point, but I am saying that at that limit when, when when the machines will able to dream, they will able to dream. They will able to develop their own programming. They will be that much advanced. Maybe at that time we will get some insights. So these are the things. So maybe in future, look, we. So I, 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 are you are you saying that we will understand string theory? Uh, humans won't be able to understand it, but the artificial a general intelligence that we develop will be able to find these deeper qu uh, questions that we need to know but by that point of time we just might have machines that that are so intelligent that then we will become the ants 
and we won't be relevant so even is that what you're saying that they uh, so it's yeah, so yeah. I, are you saying that we we humans might just not possible get the answers of the uh, that unification of a theory and it could be machines is that what you are no, getting at perhaps, perhaps we humans can do this but at a much later time if you see the right when the right brothers discovered the airplane said that right brothers in 194 in 194 so now it's what they have discovered the plane in 1904 and now it's 2022 and now we are we are developing rockets we are developing we are developing trans, uh, what can i say the scramjet engines the air breathing engines the wave rider which are basically riding on shock waves i mean so, so you see that there's a transition like from nine from 1904 to 2022 i mean there's a immense breakthrough in the aerospace and the rocket science and i remember that i have seen a magazine a new york magazine something like that which stated that Humans were never able to reach beyond the atmosphere of Earth. So can you imagine that right now reaching 100 kilometers, the Karman's limit, it's a child's play. So there are breakthroughs, there are breakthroughs, there are, the right brothers plan few about some, I think the uh, two to three feet from the ground in 30, 40 seconds, I don't know, remember actually, but now we are just going through moon. So why not wait, wait for another 100 years, maybe we should die, but our future generations, they will develop, they will develop. So it is going and going and going. Research is going. Maybe, look, everything has an end, right? Everything will hit a singularity. Everything has an end. So maybe that end is devastating. Maybe we are not uh, thinking about that scenario where we will hitting the singularity. But maybe before that, somehow we have reached a notion, like maybe to solve all this. And as I mentioned, mass extinction, I will say that. Uh, there is a famous book called Dark Matter and the Dinosaurs by one of the string theorists called Risa Randall, because she and along with another scientist, Sundram, they have developed Randall Sundram models. Uh, yeah, models, and there is a theory, there is an analogy. Like, uh, we are not sure, but the analogy states that the theory states that why dinosaurs got extinct. Because the theory states that their hypothesis like comets or meteor showers, asteroid showers, or something like that, which hit the earth and the that makes them extinct. So if you see closely that our sun is moving the Sagittarius supermassive black hole and around 200 million years, which is at the cosmic year, cosmic year. And the motion of the sun is not at all like this. The Earth is moving at a helical around the sun. The sun is moving at a sinusoidal pattern. So there are certain, after some million years gap, there will be a uh, portion in the galaxy where from where the sun will be passing and at that portion there will be high concentration of dark matter chunks of dark matters so at that time maybe those gravity attractions they will just invite those the comets meteors to earth and maybe this will get a another mass uh, mass extinction so Hawking Parra said it right that, yeah, we have to look to the stars, we have to go beyond the earth, we have to find something. The interstellar movie is there, which is which is a beautiful movie. Like it is the first movie to showcase a wormhole with the with the science. Like it is developed by that scientist keep thrown, right? Who have the first developed the throne mode is wormhole solutions in a paper. I don't know, but uh, some interesting things are there and it will happen, but maybe we are not going to achieve it, but somehow look. Look, you can see that if you take apple, see, let me give an analogy, if you take apple, and if you try to move from one point of the apple to another point of the apple, what will you do? Our traditional thinking was that we can do that. 
Why? By going for geodesic path from this to this. Then we have developed no chance. Like, no, why don't you dig a hole and go from here to there? This is a shortcut. This is a wormhole. This is an alternative analogy of the traveling. So why, why not in the future tense, some scientists will develop an alternative analogy of these things, which we are not aware of, but which are there in front of our eyes. They are floating in front of our, our eyes, but we're not aware of. Look, before string theory, supersymmetry needs to be developed. Because without supersymmetry, string can't develop, because it's a bosonic string theory is there. And after that, the M theory, you will see that there are certain branches of M theory, like type 1, type 2A, type 2B, heterotic S32, heterotic here, and also the 11 dimensional supergravity is there. Is given by Edward Wheaton by they're all interrelated by topological and strong duality and some weird monstrous mathematics are there so see that if supersymmetry developed then we will somehow get a notion like you know that nothing in this universe exists as a single they are always existing pairs so the analogy is that if there exists photon there might be a photino Photon is a boson, photon is a fermion. If there exists electron, it's a fermion. There might be a selectron somehow. If there exists electron, is a boson. Electron is a fermion. If there exists a Higgs, there might be a Higgs, you know. If there exists, what can I say, the quarks, there might be S quarks. We have, we have developed, the, we know that Dirac has given the, his whole analogy the Dirac hole and the we he predicted the positron and positron is there and with the help of the fine structure constant and the famous like one one thirty seven the electron positron they kind of annihilates into gamma ray and energy is equal to mc squared surface. But if supersymmetry develops, then we will get a notion like you know that in this universe some cancellations are happening to symmetry. Always some cancellations is there because nothing can develop, develop and develop, develop and develop, accumulate because this will lead to a catastrophe. So there must be some sort of cancellations going on. Is increasing and then cancellation going on and this sort of thing. So this cancellation parameter is the supersymmetry. If it is developed, then we'll get a notion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are strings ahead. We need to loop, 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 and we might find the strings. And then before that, what I like to suggest is that why not we explore those things or takes? No, I'm not getting into strings, but I'm getting into this develop interstellar thing, interstellar intergalactic things, why not we develop, why not we take those things into account and try to incorporate with the current rocket science phenomena? Maybe we can develop some sort of thing because they have said, they have achieved some sort of unification. It, it sounds weird, I know it sounds weird because what can I say that if now I said someone that, yeah, there are unifications of uh, gravity and electrons, shut up, no. because because you know that uh, you know that uh, if we comb our hair and we develop a small piece of paper in the ground and and if we put the comb the paper will get attracted to the comb right right you know some sort of yeah think such small electrostatic charges in our hair is greater than the whole gravitational pull of the earth and it is attracting that paper from the earth so can you think that how much weak gravity is? It's like 10 to the power 20 or some magnitudes weaker than the weak nuclear force, weakest force of the nature. So somehow they have developed with sort of geometry and anti-gravity phenomenology, which is known as electrohydrodynamics. 
you won't get this into any books or like this. You will get this to classify technologies, letters, patents. And they have developed some sort of unification scheme with those of the electromagnetism and gravity. And they somehow developed the anti-gravity. So you know that uh, maybe there are certain things which are, they are floating around, but we are not getting into either. <laughs> I am someone who is... Uh, a college dropout i dropped out of out of 12th and my education has largely been extremely self uh, self learning i have I, i was a musician but then from 2015 i spent my life uh, educating myself on the internet because i think the internet is a teacher almost because you know if if and it's filled of education and educational uh, l- learning content it, it, if you have the desire and intent you know you can learn everything so so i, I mean please forgive me if for taking this uh, uh, attempt at explaining what uh, string theory is so so string theory is basically the these uh, these some of the top uh, astrophysicists physicists around the world who are trying to understand the the fundamental uh, code of uh, the universe what what are we made out of you know that there's this four four fundamental forces you know uh, of nature gravitational force electromagnetic force the strong and weak uh nuclear force and we build out a matter which is atoms uh, protons neutrons uh, neutrinos uh, quarks uh, muons and, and and deep down the these particles have a, a string which which is oscillates and, and the way it kind of oscillates gives its give uh, makes uh makes it a, a specific a specific particle for example if it's it, it's it's oscillating in a, a certain way then it's an electron if it's oscillating in a, a certain way then it gives its its property of uh, gravity it's a graviton and if it's uh, 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 oscillating in a certain way then it, it's a uh, it's a photon and, and and so on and so forth so what the the string theory is is trying to do is unite unite the four fundamental forces of nature with the with, with uh, the particles and, and and once we understand that uh, i think we will know what what who we are what are we what is the universe made of and stuff like that so excuse me if my uh, uh, my explanation of string theory was uh, a, a little vague but this is according to me what the string theory is there is so much that we need to know and we need to you know ask deeper questions and 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 i think the problem with the world is we feel embarrassed to ask question because we feel like oh what if we look stupid but who gives a damn it's it's only when you ask these stupid questions you will get answers otherwise you will never know the answers because you will always feel embarrassed to ask this question so i being a college dropout i have forced myself to be stupid and ask stupid questions because i guess then you you accumulate a little knowledge and, and the more knowledge you accumulate i think that's the way to create opportunities and and businesses so you know what from here i think you know because we spoke about so many awesome things you 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 mentioned about classified and sensor technology so there is a lot going on in the world where 
just a handful of people know about it you know how these alien aircraft comes how these alien aircraft flies it hovers it can break the speed of light and and besides the alien aircraft there's so many other things you know there's the philadelphia experiment you know which hardly anybody knew about you know then there's this tesla who was working on free energy but then nobody yeah. knows about that so yeah. would you like to you know breach that kya what are these classified and sensor technologies yeah. why is it hidden let's spend some time on this research because if we get one of these technologies we truly will be uh, a phenomenal uh, country or or a world look uh, if you see about the tesla part tesla resonance amplifiers all sort of things it is true that that when tesla was experimenting he somehow got a frost in his chest he didn't realize it was a beam of uh, like a sort of gravity but that time he quite he accidentally discovered that sort of things which came experimentally to thomas townsend mount experiment around many 30 to 40 years later so yeah tesla coil somehow predicted some sort of uh, some wireless electricity so it's not a problem different worlds have Uh, different scientists are working on tesla's uh, technology although many have been censored classified not been released by the federal or the government or anything so those which are there they are so tesla coils have been developed you if you see youtube huge coils with million billions of volts i mean they are that's the thing now coming back to the philadelphia not able to say that if you start it deeply then there are certain phenomena like ha- happening look most people will say that philadelphia experiment a wax right it is it didn't happen but if you see that there are eminent scientists for interrupting philadelphia experiment when different authors have approached them they said that no we are not engaged in the experiment but several interesting things have things have happened in philadelphia experiment one is optical blackout one is electrostatic invisibility one is hutchison effect so this is a hutchison effect was a true anathema the cars of this experiment because you know if you see that if you see the images you will see that people are getting quite Stuck. embedded in the walls yeah. so everyone died but this somehow gives us a knowledge like we can somehow jump into the hyperspace but it's a catastrophic effect because of the hutchison uh, phenomenology but we have developed some sort of but many say no it was just a blackout from our eye it was just a blackout and another thing if you see otisti sar was student of tesla he somehow said that uh, tesla somehow developed a sort of teleportation like of thing but but either he is saying he is not saying the truth or he is saying to publicize himself we don't know that but yeah because uh, uh, there there is news that the ship which was at a certain location kind of just teleported itself and went to uh, and for uh, a, a few seconds or minutes then it was seen somewhere else yeah? so so yes please please keep on yeah. yeah so now if we ignore that part if we ignore that philadelphia and that if we come to the tradition the physics relativity physics you will see that it is not possible for a lower dimensional object to go into the higher dimension unless some things are not breached uh why because you know the higher dimensions have higher degrees of freedom but in the lower dimensions you will not get so much degrees of freedom see suppose you are restricted on a paper so what are your movements you will go uh, so like left right front back 
you will not able to move up or down because you are in a paper how can you move up or down because your whole world is restricted on the paper now you will extend the paper to a cube now you can move up or down sideways in the cube now you might further orthogonal extension to tesseract hypercube another orthogonal tesseract extension ultimately if you see those nine dimensional ten dimensional hypercube you will see that this some sort of a hull like they are they are looking like a sphere so what is the topological connections with this why they are looking like a sphere because of the fact that if you see those you will see that if you piece a chunk of mud from the ground and what is the easiest shape that you can make a sphere right you can't make a pyramid a square a rectangle it will be difficult but why and every astro physical objects are spherical except i am not saying the asteroid was spherical why because a sphere is a certain topological thing it's more uh, it's more uh, i mean logical to say a ball because in sphere topology we sometimes have the notion like it is a hollow but a ball is something which is solid so why there is a ball or this uh, or this sphere uh, to uh, say so a sphere is such a object which within a small surface area can accumulate a large volume of matter so nature it is the it is a habit of nature to do large things wasting least energy no so nature is a habit of nature so that is why the more the degrees of freedom are increasing you will see that the concept of the cubes they are sometimes they are getting vanished and you will see something like that of a something like circular analogy because the hall convex notion is down so these are things like the increment of dimensions will will what is will will develop the more degrees of freedoms to move on you can go any side even even if you see there are some certain high dimensional objects you can even perform yourself to attain the middle of that object without penetrating its surface why because the diameter the freedom are increased but right now if we are standing on a sphere we can't get into the, uh, the middle at the radius the radius without digging a hole but if the diamond if the freedom are increasing then we can go into the middle without digging a hole you know that this is this is a freedom or more so in classical in traditional physics it is not at all possible for us to jump into hyper higher dimensional space except with some exotic stuff so like one more faster than the speed of the light or something alcubitter something exotic stuff but if we approach that thing i am not sure whether it is viable or experimentally probable or not because that time when they have done it they don't have that much of interpretation of phenomenology as of today's technology right. they are not aware of but if we take those things and accumulate it and try to mix them up and try to develop something there can be a, look everything is a probability right if you coin a toss then there will be a few to probability so why not give a chance it might be that we can get some sort of motion if we develop some motions we can if we take into account of that philadelphia experiment which is the catastrophic uh, consequence all the few of the sheep have died so why not we, we try to develop such technologies with the phenomenology to improve phenomenology such that the crew will not get died because you know in the first attempts you have seen that many experimental aircraft they have got they have damaged their bars rockets have burst the sputniks or something like that they have gone into fire killing the crew so from that humans have 
developed a sort of intuition like i have to change this i have to change this i have to change that and after that the vehicle is perfect so you will see the elon musk testing the starships there are different failures right and after the testing several models it is it is there perfectly landing so why not we take that into account that yeah we can develop such intuitions we can mix them with traditional physics we have the idea that yeah there can be catastrophic consequences so maybe we should try to correct them and then we should proceed no i guess we need to ask deeper questions and and it's it's only when we ask deeper questions we find answers because in this world if you go to see the the word impossible i mean it it might sound cliche and i call my podcast change i am possible because the word itself is if you split it up it says the letter i am possible you know the impossible word itself says so so i think we we living in a world world which is you know of endless possibility it's just those brave scientists engineers who who need to come together and challenge the traditional uh, way of functioning because at least here now i see is that the physicist uh, and the engineers are afraid to go to the no go no go zone you know because everybody wants to create research which can go implemented and can create a business nobody is creating a uh, create business right now so there's an economical value nobody is creating technology which can create a great future for us so maybe staying there a little bit you know what technology or these classified information you feel if we can bring it to life can completely transform the uh, the world so we have these technologies which are mathematically concrete and sound but which are difficult to implement experimentally because as i've said earlier this because of the stringence of the nature and there are classified technologies which are not so mathematically sound and concrete but they somehow have taken that alternate route to explore the reality to fool the nature to blindfold the nature and take a turn turn uh, at the side of the heart okay so that that sounds that, interesting that part sounds interesting you know where we can blindfold the nature what what are yeah, those so, so so these we have the current science which are modified mathematical constructed sophisticated science and we have that science which are not so mathematical sophisticated no such proper explanations are there no such the theological theoretical mathematical uh, conclusions are there but somehow they are experimentally mentally i mean quite advanced so why not implement this too how to implement this to then we can have that mathematical sophistication and we can have that thing which will blindfold the nature and take our route around her so maybe if we can just amalgamate the two somehow we can develop something i'm going to digress a bit you know because what are your views on the nick bostrom's uh, postulation that we live in a simulated uh, universe you know and there are there are it, it, it's not just nick bostrom there are some uh, very uh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah there's yeah, a yeah, top yeah. top physicist who says that like neil degrasse tyson elon musk hoshua bach donald hoffman they all claim that the entire universe could be a, simul- a, a simulation plus there is this something called as mandela's effect you know because and and, and and to the listeners i mean if you do not know much about mandela effect do google it because i think youtube there's so much videos out there for mandela's effect just to give you one uh, oh, what 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 is mandela effect possibly maybe i'll define what mandela effect mandela effect is basically there are these glitches which is which has happened in in the universe and to which a certain section of people believe that that event Uh, which happened in the past was like this but the, there's a certain section of people who disbelieve that so for example there was this movie called saving private ryan where tom hanks he, he's got this scene where he's sitting in the garden and he say, he's talking to a nurse and he says life is like a box of chocolate you never know what you're going to get till but there's something like that that's the line i, I can't remember the the correct line and, and that line that at the word a middle word has changed and that there's many other situations like that so so would you like to uh, explain uh, or talk a little bit about the mandela effect and the simulation uh, simulated universe uh, theory um the mandela effect actually developed uh, regarding a uh, false notion of the humans regarding a death of nelson mandela it was developed by a paranormal researcher fan of doom if you can see so see uh, uh there are two aspects of mandela effects researchers have segregated mandela with the conclusions of mandela effects in two parts the first part is it's a totally wax and con- conspiracy theory the second part is it is some sort of a confabulation or false memory happening in our brain okay so if you see that there are certain scientists who have who have developed the notion like we are somehow some like when we are playing a computer game game we are programming that game and all those 3d objects they are getting displayed into a 2d 2d perspective on the screen right so why not some intelligent civilizations they have somehow achieved to simulate the whole universal reality and we are just playing we are just you know that there is a notion like free will doesn't exist exactly so who the free will like i can say that i will go to the gym tomorrow but who knows that uh, no i can say that i will not go to the gym tomorrow but some certain things happens that i am forced to go to the gym and then i met an accident so you know there is a the free will exists or doesn't exist we don't know but what you know is that it can be possible because those uh, super intelligent beings if past present and future as i have said they are exist simultaneously so I, at the same time i was being born now i am sitting at the past i am sitting here in the present i am being i am getting died or something like that in the future so at that time some say a more forward increment in the future you will see that if past present and future simultaneously happening on a circle so maybe at the future those advanced civilizations develop some sort of a tech a hi-fi take and they are able to simulate the whole nature of the reality into a simulation and we are somehow they are portraying as a computer graphics or a game into their screen which is a very super computer screen yes we are there so how can you observe the fact that we are being simulated there are certain things like things like 
if you see there are glitches in the mat glitches so what are the glitches like whenever we are playing something on a computer uh, we will see that our computer sometimes clutters sometimes it hangs so uh, these are disturbing the games so those who are there in the uh, they are in the screen of the computer they are experiencing that glitches why because of our problems software problems like we are there we have developed the computer and some glitches occurs in our computer and that's why they are experiencing that exactly if at their computers like that super intelligent hyper intelligent means computers some glitches occurs and that's why we are perceiving this conflations false memories deja vu some sort of interlinking things like maybe somehow the portal is open somehow two realities merge two timelines merge alternate timelines merge somehow we are thinking some sort of things but it's something like beyond the comprehension of our intelligent understanding so what we can feel is that perhaps there are some if you see that there are some constants of the nature like the say the newton's gravitational constant say the strong weak nuclear force you know we are not, i'm not in english there's a speed of the light and something like this if you see about the articles blog post paper you will see the several scientists claims that the speed of the light is somehow altering somehow change a little fraction but they're not sure so these alterations in the nature constant see little alterations will destroy our universe speaking frankly the four fundamental forces are there strong nuclear force nuclear force electromagnetic force gravitational force little alteration will destroy everything it will collapse the universe but still somehow scientists are claiming that some rotations are going on in the speed of the light and something like that so these can give us a hint like maybe just computers are cluttering getting hanged so and that's why we can we are developing this sort of things and another thing is that maybe sometimes the computers are hanging a little bit little thing and then we are developing that sort of glitches and then suddenly they are rectifying it and then you are okay no 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 it's a false it's a confusion no 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 we are not sure about it we don't know and again we are thinking seeing some which then again it just it just i mean it just got finished we are not sure but if we think that the bread slice concept of the time like if you take a pound if you take a chunk of bread and so if you put a slice in the past you can also put a slice in the future you can also put a slice in the present so everything slice, everything exists everything exists i mean if there's the slice of bread everything exists and we can go back to the the past or go to the present no, because uh, we, maybe we can't go back to the past because it will open some sort of really nasty paradoxes like say the grandfather or something but maybe for intelligent beings they are not going to the past they are not going to the past but they have somehow taken some alternate route or somehow like this to explore the past we don't know we can't imagine what they are doing maybe they are doing something we are not sure whether they exist or not whether the blade size theory exists or not but there are probability you know that in the quantum mechanics everything is a probability right right it will happen not happen it is existing in this world it is existing in that world it is happening it is not happening the schrodinger cat is living Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so the world has got so much mysteries. The double slit experiment. Uh, I mean, itself says that the matter. Uh, I mean, exists only if, if uh, the the fundamental source code of life. The the atoms exist only if if they are the conscious observer which is looking. And, and that's the that's the that the, 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 the yeah 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 yeah. Sense to us, 
because the universe makes sense to us as we are capable of observing the universe to a fish right. it doesn't exist right right yeah. and, and and exactly and that there's the the yug uh, everett a- a- interpretation which says that uh, every possibilities exist and that's the reason we go into the multiverse so maybe we, we would like i would like you to talk a little bit about the multiverse but before i get into that maybe i'll uh, unpack a little bit about you know uh, the uh, whatever you said you know the the mandela effect there is something which is like really really which i mean caught me was the saving private ryan and, and that and and the the snow white story you know because for the longest time i remembered that you know when the the snow white stands in in front of the mirror she said mirror mirror on the wall you know but right now no matter where you look how you look you'll never find that snow white ever said mirror mirror on the wall she's saying magic mirror on the wall so like that there are so many other instances you will find if you dig deep about mandela effect that there has been a change a glitch in in a universe and there are these different different what you thought was uh, that it happened like that and you will be surprised to find that it's not it, it's completely changed then you said mentioned about free will there is an experiment done called libet experiment which kind of pushes us to uh, question whether free will exists because you know before they they've done experiments and you realize that before the 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 individual makes a decision there is something else which which is pushing the individual to take that decision so so it's it's it's, it's so deep but it, it's only i think we are there are some people who say yeah, that you know oh this, this is oh, why uh, why do we even need to get into this because it's stupid you know you why do you want to but i think unless until we don't dig deeper we'll never know and 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 the only reason we humanity exists or we have we have matured as a civilization is because we have dared to ask questions and i think there is more need for us to dare and ask more deeper questions and it's only when we dare that we will find answers that which is way beyond my last question to you that what i just kind of multiverse what is it and maybe uh, maybe you could also at the, uh, you know end it with india you know because what are the technologies that you think will really really work you know there's quantum computing there's artificial intelligence so yeah do share your insights on multiverse and what are the technologies which india needs to develop today look the the, the multiple universe is something like a concept like there is a there, there are some sort of uh, say bubbly verse like if you see a bathtub there are soap bubbles are floating in the water so there there is a huge void and there are the universes floating side by side side by side and everything is there some are there in a proper vacua some are not there we have seen the limits so extreme limits and so there are multiple opportunities there are existence of multiple we are not sure how to perceive them because we we really don't know whether we live on the surface of the universe or inside the universe because we haven't experienced the universe haven't opened up to us because there are the current uh, diameter of the universe i think 96 billion light years or something and beyond that there are still uh, unobservable part if you go 50 or if you go to einstein's time the, the universe was not that much expanded as it is now and maybe if we go 100 years later then the universe will be more expanded maybe there is a huge vast areas of universe greater than the observable universe they are lying hidden in the unobserved universe lights are coming lights are coming but they haven't reached us yet 
So, you know that uh, maybe we should never able to, we don't know the vastness of the universe, maybe we should never able to perceive the vastness of the universe. But what we can do is that we should take as if the alternative routes, like why don't we see some things like uh, to, you know, the wormhole concept is of course, yeah, like it can uh, take you from one galaxy to a galaxy, the other galaxy. Uh, see, the black hole concept is there. The black hole is there somehow. The black hole might connect one universe to another universe. Yeah, the, it, it, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, the white hole, the black hole, in the white hole. It's it's giving birth to uh, 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 the the big bang. It was possibly the uh, the outcome of the black uh, the black hole into a white hole. Yeah. So you know that uh, if you see the Ramanujan's theorem, which is saying that you know that uh, there are two sides of infinity. Right. One is infinite similar, which is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and which is infinity, which is getting higher and higher and higher. As we know, that infinite diverges, like very uh, nasty divergences of it is getting expanded. But if you see the Ramanujan's infinite theorem, you will see that when uh, he has when he has developed this notion further, the remains it also incorporated this like one plus two plus three plus four plus six plus seven plus infinity, the result will be minus one by two a. So at some point of time, infinity itself converges. <laughs> wow. So, so all of these, you know, it's so difficult to wrap your head around. But, you know, if we take the time and effort, you know, we will be asking deeper questions deep. I need to have more conversations with you. You know, I mean, I'm sure we limited by time because, you know, but really appreciate you taking time and and helping me and my audience go through a journey of what could be the possible possibilities if we dare to ask brave questions i really appreciate you taking time uh, you're saying something sorry you're saying so something yes so as i said that the infinity converges so there can be some limits like infinity is repeated you're repeating like you have seen that there are a concept lf developed by cantor so there is something like he kind of measured infinity like there's lf not there's lf1 lf2 infinity small infinity greater than that greater than that greater than that define parameterized infinity so so see if something converges what does that mean perhaps it has gone to the extreme limit and then it has started to converge so maybe the intuition can be this like it has gone to extreme possibilities of the multiverse and then when it is converging then it is a repeating it is a repeating of the previous possibilities so there are theories which said that in some more distant universes, you and me at the same time we are sitting and doing this side of things. Exactly. All this collapses and this probability will remain. And so we are doing these things and yeah, different different also we are doing these things and yeah, we are also doing these things. These are the things. Lovely, lovely. So, so interesting. And I mean, I'm, I'm so excited. But you know what, I, I will need to have another conversation of with, with you again, because we need to dig deeper. We need brave individuals such as yourself who are not afraid to question who are we? Why are we here? And what are the limitations that nature has set? Can we breach that? You know, and, and that's such a fundamental question. And if if we go and someday understand the string theory, and I, th I think we'll be able to, you know, 
travel be intergalactic citizens we could possibly be what john sweets mentioned like a transcension hypothesis where we can get into the atoms it's it's such an exciting space you know thank you for making my day and and sharing your insights i i wish you the very best keep on doing yeah. what you're doing because we need people like you who are asking these deep questions and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you thank you deep really appreciate this